tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. I mean, it's the little things in life that matter, right? I mean, do you enjoy when you're in the shower, like just a great smelling shampoo? It's so luxurious. The only shampoo I enjoy is Way. My favorite is their detox shampoo. It's so, it smells so good, okay? I mean, what more do you want in a shampoo? But their anti-dandruff shampoo is amazing. It fights flakes and smooth scalps. They're both great. Their anti-dandruff shampoo is also 100% clinically proven to gently soothe itchy, irritated scalps, which I have. And it helps keep your hair clean and soft. And I mean, like, how embarrassing is it like when you're out and your scalp is itching? Way shampoo helps really alleviate all of that. So if you're not using Way, it's time to upgrade today. They also have these awesome scalp serums that hydrate the scalp. I don't know, their website, you've got to check it out. There's so much they have to offer. The way to healthy hair this season and beyond starts here. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code VELVETROPE for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I. AI.com. Use code VELVETROPE and get 15% off your entire purchase. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the ones, the only, Shay Coulee and Tiger Lily. Hi. How are you? How are you guys? What's going on today? Tell me everything. Oh, doing fabulous. Just trying to stay warm. We had a little bit of a snowstorm in Chicago yesterday. So, mm-hmm. you know, just been curled up at home, but got a show tonight. We're doing a little Beyonce Renaissance party. So, you know, can't keep your girl inside too long. <laughs> Seriously. Well, listen, we have to start out by saying congratulations. It's Giving Fashion, the new podcast. You guys are talking about fashion and pop culture and street style and you guys are covering it all. I mean, how did this podcast come about? I mean, I feel like me and Tiger Lily have just been talking about fashion for a really long time. That's what bonded us when we met each other back in college, circa like 2009. Um, And so when Sony was wanting to do this project and say something they were just like you know let's like have some fun conversations and you know I just was like yo my girl Tiger we have honestly like this is my best friend we have the best chemistry so if you want to hear some funny conversations about fashion like we're the two to do it for you yes and we've worked together like beyond being friends we work together in fashion at multiple costume shops um i've we've helped each other throughout our careers and you know help shake it ready for drag race and all that so we've definitely grown together Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything listen sometimes when you're best friends that doesn't mean you know working together goes well but I guess you guys have worked together in the past like has it been smooth sailing I mean not to be oh, shady yeah. right from the beginning but have there been any disagreements on a podcast sometimes podcast hosts don't always get along <laughs> <laughs> I think we get along pretty well like honestly I can't even remember ever really being mad at each other which is yeah. crazy like we literally just wrapped a shoot for Shay. Like I literally was crashing on Shay's couch, seeing each other for 24 hours for the last like four days straight. 
And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I I, I missed you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. So nice to see you. <laughs> yes, like honestly, we. I think our friendship and our vibe is something that has always been so fun and so positive. Like sometimes to the point where like we annoyed coworkers, but they were just yes. haters of fun in yeah, general. Yeah, they were haters. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like we've always just had this really just like bright, fun, infectious friendship, and we just like gas each other up and we light each other's flames, and it's just like you know a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, you said well. Sh- yeah. Sorry. Well, That's Shay fine. is an air sign and I'm a fire sign. So together we're like a combustion. So. Yeah. What are your what are your guy signs? Well, I'm a Leo. <laughs> and, just- and I'm an Aquarius. Leo's I- I'm a Gemini. Leo's sometimes, yeah. Like, Le- yes. Leo's have a lot to say, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like the other things in my chart help balance me out. So, you know. But I'm a Gemini and they don't get a great rap either. So there you go. I know they I really don't, Geminis. but I love Geminis. Yeah. I feel like my they mother do is get... a Gemini. Yeah. Naomi Campbell is a Gemini. I mm-hmm. don't know. I feel like Geminis are pretty legendary if you ask me. Yeah. Thank you. I agree. We are fun girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. What about, you know, this podcast is all about fashion. How would you each describe your own personal style? Oh. Well, I'm definitely inspired by like cartoons, kawaii, camp. Um, I'm definitely inspired by like queer culture, drag queens, pop icons. I like people to smile when they see me. And I love a theme. Like if you give me a theme, I will dress for a theme. You know, that's that's I love costumes. I love a look. So, yes. And I mean, honestly, personal style for me is just about like being fun. I like to try so many different like versions and styles like it really just depends on the mood. And that's why I love collecting clothing because like it's a great way to communicate with people non-verbally. So like Mm -hmm. I love having a wide array of clothing so I can like really develop my language and communicate to people how I'm feeling. Are there any like fashion trends now or just fashion moments? Like what do you guys love in fashion? Any trends you love or things from the past you love? Ooh, I'm just really loving uh, this resurgence that we're seeing of a lot of Y2K fashions. Because Mm -hmm. for me at that time, you know, I was like a preteen and a lot of the things that I saw, you know, celebrities and pop stars wearing were stuff that like, baby, I couldn't wear, my family couldn't afford. (laughs) So seeing those things come back into fashion now as an adult, you kind of get to feed that inner child a little bit. And there's something like really healing about that experience. So I love this like resurgence of Y2K fashion because like I'm getting my whole life, honey. Yes. And I really like this trend that we're seeing in people upcycling fashion, you know, for like the sustainability. And I've always been like a big thrifter and it's really about like how you style these pieces or how you add your like own extra flair on there. So like all over social media, you see people like just taking risks and kind of doing it themselves and like, you know, chopping up these old garments, bringing new life into these things. And I really love that. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to be like a professional designer or so to do this stuff so I really love that attitude of just like seeing what works for you you know what about any fashion don'ts anything you know current or from the past that you're just like that are your pet peeves you're like no thank you Oh God, you know, being a plus size girl, seeing the resurgence of resurgence of all these low rise, you know, booty crack revealing pants. I'm like, (laughs) can we not like literally I went to Target the other day and I saw like those booty shorts that are literally like the size of a wide belt hanging up and I was like so triggered like oh my god I was like oh my god that's not even a panty on me you know so I was just like okay we we like I get it there are definitely body shapes that that is going to look sickening on and Mm -hmm. you live your life you have your hot girl summer and your little booty shorts but that was a little trigger yeah (laughs) not gonna lie oh I'm trying to think of like uh, a trend that I am not loving right now um damn I'm like when I'm out and I see people wearing what what is it that upsets me 
Oh. I don't even know. Like the I, I could see like the booty shorts, that makes sense. And see, but if you if you are comfortable in the booty short, like by all means do your thing, let it out. Like I'm all about that. But just for me personally, I could never. You're like, no, thank you. Listen, yeah. who knew Target could be so triggering, right? <laughs> we go there for safety. <laughs> We go there for safety. Well, I mean, like also on your podcast, you guys have covered, you've already covered like the Golden Globes, you've covered the Grammy so far. Like, mm -hmm. do you mm -hmm. have a favorite award show? I don't know, and from, you know, just an award show or the fashion Ooh. at an award show? I would oh. say for me, it's the VMAs. Oh, you bitch. Um, I was gonna say <laughs> You could have the same answer. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess for us, it's the VMAs because the VMAs are like, so just like fun, carefree, campy, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, it's like a formal event. It's yeah. like per se the Oscars, you know? Yeah. Um, it's more about personal this. style. Yeah. Yes. And one thing that I actually really, really loved about this year's Grammys was that I felt like people had so much more fun with their fashion choices and just were a little bit more campy and carefree. And I loved seeing that. I mean, honey, I'm a drag queen. So like, I yeah. love... Turning to look like, you know, Miss Shania Twain out here in her red wig. I was yes! living. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I know you guys are all staying up at night worrying about Tom cheating on Ariana and now he's with Raquel and what is going to happen on Vanderpump Rules. But we have bigger things to worry about, guys, like the most convenient way to buy beer, wine and spirits. Well, listen, I can tell you right now the most convenient way to buy wine and beer and spirits is Drizzly.com or the Drizzly app. And they deliver to your front door in under 60 minutes. I mean, don't tell me you're watching Vanderpump Rules with all this going on or listening to this podcast without your drink, right? Drizzly is the number one app for alcohol delivery. These things are important to me and I know they're important to you. And the selection, oh my God, there's never been a specific brand that I've wanted and have gone on and not been able to find it. I love that. And again, delivery to your home in under 60 minutes. Also, I love the value. They shop across multiple stores and compare prices to find you the best deals on what you're looking for. So if you're listening right now and you want some beer, wine, or spirits, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. Yes, that was such a nice surprise. It was. I, I tend to like the award shows where you take more risks than, you know, like you have like the Bjork Swan dress. I mean, that was yes. the Oscars, but like I'm all about a risk, like the way Cher used to go to the Oscars. I mean, it's like it's Cher. Oh, she, she can, hell yeah. That's how she dresses. Absolutely. Do you mm -hmm. guys have something that sticks out from like a look that was like so classic you loved it or something that was a risk? I mean, like I always go back to Bjork Swan dress. It just sticks out to me as like, yeah, that was such like a great. She just showed, she really was like turning heads in that. Um, and and it's Bjork, so it's like okay, mm -hmm. this is on brand. Absolutely. Ah, uh, I would say for me, damn, it really had to be the meat dress. Um, Lady Gaga's Ooh. meat dress. That just yes. like you know, like we were everybody <laughs> was stunned. Yeah, everybody was just like, she is literally just like wearing meat. It was great. It was so great. I loved well, that. And yeah. what I loved about that is like the PR frenzy that that caused because, of course, PETA came out and they were coming for her and they were like, and then she tried to spin it and be like, well, it was a um, it was talking about don't ask, don't tell, and how we are seen as meat. And like, it was just such a reach. I was like, girl, just you just wanted to wear meat. Like, come on. Yeah, like, stuck on the kids so and the meat. Yeah. Right. You're like, how many PR people sat around a table and came up with that after like four days? Yes. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Oh, I didn't mean to right, cut you off. Great. It was oh. great. 
what about like, you know, what women stand out as kind of like your best of, you know, these days? Like, who do you think just gets it right? Like movies, it could be anyone, TV star, movies, TikTokers, Ooh. actresses. Like, who do you just think has such great fashion? Uh, Zendaya and, yeah. and La Roach, like them together as a duo are just so dynamic. Like, I just remember like um, it was the Met heavenly bodies <clears throat> and everybody's coming and these like really like angelic looks and you know they're just you know being just all ethereal and then she came and that like chain mail yes, Joan of Arc vibe who you know she was burned at the stake for being a witch mm-hmm. and like you know persecuted and like killed by the church and it just was so, like it just for me I was like see that's how you like come in with like a different perspective and like really shake it up on the girls like that was like a moment that I really remember being like okay damn like she is like really serious with this and everything that like she, I've seen like it, it is so rare that I am disappointed in anything that Zendaya wears Mm-hmm. I would have to agree with that. I'll also raise you a Cardi B on a red carpet. She mm-hmm. slays it. Like, I feel like Cardi B is like, I feel like Zendaya is really loved by all. And Cardi B is kind of like, you either love her, or you don't really mess with her. But like, she, her on a red carpet is just absolutely perfection. Like, she, and she's styled by Colin Carter. I, mm-hmm. I would say most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'd say maybe, probably all the time. Maybe one hundred percent of the time is styled by <laughs> Colin Carter. But yeah, that them as a stylist duo is incredible. Always slays. Like at the Grammys, she was definitely my best dress throughout mm-hmm. the night in that blue sculptural transparent look. God, she looked <sighs> phenomenal. Sublime. So, yeah, she's always one to watch for me. Mm-hmm. In terms of influencers, though, I really love watching like Bretman Rock and like yes. I just like I just love his style so much because he is like a queer person and just just brings so much like joy to fashion and just is mm-hmm. a daredevil and just tries new things and has just become such a style icon. I can't wait to see like where he is in the next five years. Like he's really blossoming before our eyes. Do you have any other favorite guys? And yes, that blue on Cardi at the Grammys, I thought it was, I was like, this is a moment. This is truly everything. Yes. Yes. Oh, any other guys? Yeah. Cause the, the guys I feel like are taking risks these days more and more. Well, I feel like we have to talk about Sam Smith. I mean, whether, whether Mm -hmm. or not you love or hate him. He is taking risks on the red carpets, which I appreciate. Like just at the Brit Awards, he was wearing that like inflatable. I I don't know who it was by, but it was the inflate. Did you see that one, Shay? Yeah. Oh um, yes. Uh, it was like uh, very cartoony, almost Oompa Loompa moment. And yeah, no, they really um served it on that red carpet for sure. And I feel like all of the looks that we've seen like them display recently that have been just like so like body positive mm-hmm. and just like embracing their like sexuality and like femininity has been mm-hmm. really, really fun to watch. I mean, when it comes to, I guess, fashion, if we're going to apply it to say men, it really tends to be queer people that I tend to lean to because they they, absolutely I feel like fashion as it's prescribed to men is really boring and it's really only the the ones that kind of start to blur those gender lines that I feel Mm -hmm. are like interesting dressers like I want someone who is flamboyant I want someone Mm -hmm. who is a dandy um Mm -hmm. I just want that gay (laughs) shit you know so (laughs) (laughs) that's what I totally agree totally (laughs) yeah me but then occasionally you know a nice tux will look really really nice on a gentleman i'll be like hmm, he looks nice but who wants yeah, to look still, nice yeah it's still a tuxedo <laughs> at the end of the day you know i am all about the gay shit like a billy porter has done it so well yes. like you know like a harry styles is probably the one that comes to mind that's doing it pretty well or maybe like a timothy chalamet um, I would maybe give Miss Chalamet some flowers for sure. And 
with Harry, it's hit or miss for me. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, okay, this look is is like really on. And then sometimes I'm utterly, sometimes I feel like the outfit is wearing him and he's not wearing the outfit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, I mean, I feel like we also have to talk about like Pharrell. I mean, he just got appointed as the new um, like creative director. director I, what for- is it? Yeah. Louis Vuitton, yeah. 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 So snaps of Pharrell for that. I'm really excited to see uh, um the newest collection. Like, go ahead. Yeah. And he always is just so cool. I feel like he always does take fashion risks, but he still like stays in his lane. He's very true to himself, but he always looks so he looks so hot, so cool. Like he always mm-hmm. brings like this new like freshness to a look. He's got swag for days, so <laughs> I was I was so happy to hear about that. I think him and Louis Vuitton is like a marriage made in heaven. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Is there speaking of Louis Vuitton, if you guys could only wear one brand each for the rest of your lives, what would it be? We're, we're like we're doing the heavy hitting questions here today, mm-hmm. people. Seriously. Um, if there was one brand that I could wear for the rest of my life, it would probably be Christopher John Rogers. Good answer. That would be my brand of choice <laughs> because the clothing is all joyful and happy and carefree and fun. And I just feel like that's what I always like to bring when I go out dressing. So um, I would probably have to say Moschino just because the playfulness, the campiness, every collection is just like cartoon inspired and you know, Jeremy Scott always brings something a little different to each collection. And I think about like the handbags that I've splurged on and they're all Moschino. So, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll go with Moschino. <laughs> Those are good answers. Yeah. What about like what men and women do you think are the opposite that maybe like need your need the two of yours help? Like that just they have a lot of misses on the red carpet or misses when they're out for a night and you see pictures and you're like, girl, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. Or, or boys. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, bless her. It's, um, I would probably want to get my hands on Kourtney Kardashian. Um, she's, she's very all, she's like all over the place and it it doesn't ever feel like, um, it's really like landing in a direction that feels like authentic. But then again, like, I don't really know her personally, just based off of her persona, but um, I just feel like she could, yeah, I would help Courtney. And it's not that it's bad. It's just, it's just misguided. Yeah. Um, and then if there was a man that I could help with, I would probably have to say, hmm. Yeah, I really don't pay attention to them that much. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, it- yeah, if I was going to say a, a female, it would probably be uh, Chloe. Um, I mean, sorry. No, wait. Yeah, no, Chloe. Chloe. Um, uh, Chloe Bailey, right? That's her last yeah. name? Yeah. Okay, because I always just think Chloe and Hallie. Um, but, like, sometimes she kills it, and she looks so sexy, and, you know, she she's having this renaissance of her own where she's rebranding as this hypersexual um person and like sometimes when she tries to act like or when she's portraying like i'm mature and i'm grown up she ends up looking so old lady so i'm like it's so weird like she's either like sex kitten or like old lady looking too grown like not too grown but you know it's just not the right styling for her so there's a way to like make her look cool and like sophisticated without being like i'm either covered up or i'm like an old maiden you know like we need Mm -hmm. to get that middle ground in there for her like yeah and then in terms of men (laughs) um yeah, I I I don't really pay that much attention. I do like I when I see them on the red carpet, sure, but oh, you know what? I'll say Machine Gun Kelly cuz I feel like he always is taking like crazy fashion risks and he would just like I personally love those risks that he takes. He would be really fun to style as a client cuz I feel like I could bring in like a lot of like um, you know, androgynous things and he'd be game. You know, like we could game yeah. him up a little bit and he would be 
totally cool with that. So he'd be a fun yes. one. Style. Mm-hmm. He would be fun. What about do you guys have? I mean, speaking of Courtney, do you have a favorite dress Kardashian? Ooh. 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 I honestly would have to say Kim. Like, I just, I just think she look most of the time she looks really great. I do feel like it's, it's, she's on a journey, right? Like ever since like leaving Kanye, Kanye. he's like trying to find her own voice. And I definitely think she had some misses, but I'm enjoying watching and witnessing this process. Cause like, you know, we, we've watched her. She never didn't have money, but you know, we watched her from like, being kind of this like basic bitch to like her glow up before our eyes. And she's just so sexy and like seeing her style evolve. And now she's a mom. I don't know. Like she's just really come a long way and she always gives us something a little different. So I enjoy watching her. I enjoy watching her fashion risks risks. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I think honestly of all of them, uh, Kim is the best dressed. Mm -hmm. um because i think you know obviously she's the one that we focus on the most and and similar to what tiger said like it's because i had to sit back and think about because i was just like okay like let's really are we like talking in terms of like personal style or who has had access to the best stylists and uh kim had access to kanye who you know really honestly completely changed her image and turned her into you know a major fashion contender and someone who is setting trends so her developing her own personal style apart from Kanye has been like a really interesting journey to watch I still heavily see like his influences of like minimalism there like on her Mm -hmm. so I would love you know for maybe Kim to start experimenting with things that are a little bit more maximalist you know a little bit more exuberant a little bit more playful like I would just like be really interested and curious to see like what that type of fashion journey of on her would look like totally like step into Chloe's closet. Like let Chloe style you for a day and just see what happens. See what yeah. you like. <laughs> I am all for that. Yeah. And like not taking anything away from her, but really it was Kanye. I mean, Kanye really yeah. her style. Mm-hmm. Like I think she's on more of an evolution now, but he really stepped it up for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where she learned a lot of what she's now doing. And uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. Which doesn't take anything away from her. You know, look, the the It's Giving Fashion podcast, I mean, you are, you're talking, you're criticizing fashion, you're talking about fashion. You know, I think back to, to me, the most famous people to do that are really like Joan and Melissa on the carpet, fashion police. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. were you guys, like, did you do any research for these new positions of yours? Were you fans of like fashion police or like E on the carpets? And like, did you, did you dive deep into the archives to prepare? Did you just say, turn on the mic and we're best friends, let's go. Uh, definitely the latter for me. (laughs) You know, I grew up watching Fashion Police and, you know, shows like, uh, what not to wear yeah like i loved that show so so much um and i just have always we've always had opinions and dialogue about fashion about what we would see on red carpets like it, it it's just naturally a part of our relationship as friends so going into this venture and doing this podcast together it just really felt super easy to go ahead and do it because it was just kind of like second nature already for us you know, we have our weekly chats with Kim D and her seven dogs usually go crazy. And everyone's been asking me, why are her dogs so calm lately? Well, it's because I got Kim an ongoing supply of Nom Nom. Really, true story. And now the woke mob, as she calls them, are much calmer. Listen, Nom Nom delivers fresh dog food with every portion that's personalized to your dog's needs. What I love is it's made with real whole food that you can actually see and recognize. It's not like dog mush, the dog food you're used to serving your dog. And it has no additives, no fillers. And so your dog is actually eating healthier. Personally, selfishly, I'll do anything to keep Kim's dogs quiet while we record every week. The thing that she loves the best are these meals are nutritious. They use board certified nutritionists for dogs 
that make fresh food that's then shipped free to your door. None of them also comes with a money back guarantee. So listen, if your dog is not happy within 30 days, they refund your first order. So right now for 50% off your no risk two week trial, go to trynom.com slash velvet. That's trynom, N as in Nancy, O as in Oliver, N as in Mary.com slash velvet for 50% off. Trynom.com slash velvet. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree. It is second nature. Um, I same thing. I grew up watching all the, the same shows and everything. You know, when we have like our weeks where we talk about like the Grammys, I will go and prep myself and watch a ton of like YouTube videos about like iconic Grammy moments and stuff like that. So it's like light prep. But I mean, we lived through a lot of this. So like mm-hmm. it's, we've been prepared. We've been preparing for this our whole lives. Do you guys ever worry like I've had Melissa Rivers on this podcast so many times and she's very much of the like, you know, she was the executive producer of Fashion Police, but she's like, Mm -hmm. it can can never exist today. And I'm like, well, why? Because she's like, you know, because we would criticize people and like with cancel culture. I mean, Mm -hmm. we just never could say the things we said back then. And I'm like, I don't know if I exactly agree with that, Melissa. But anyway, I mean, do you guys worry about that at all? Like now that you're podcast hosts and criticizing people for their fashion, like, do you worry about cancel culture? Not that you've no. said anything that you need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, because here's the thing. It's like fashion and style are subjective. So mm-hmm. we're just two people who are sharing our opinions. You know, you don't have to necessarily agree with this, with us and what we say, but we just go based off of what we like and don't like. <clears throat> and um, I don't know. I think it's funny as hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so, like. And, 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 and here's the thing. Like, I feel like her and I having experience in college, like in fashion, giving critiques, like mm-hmm. our critiques and criticisms, like come from like a, a place of like fashion, like knowledge and like reference. It's never mm-hmm. personal. Right, so yeah. I think that's what, you know, people just have to keep in mind is that, you know, fashion is subjective. Like people are going to have their opinions about it and we're just going to share ours. Right. Absolutely. Like the only people that I, I definitely am more sensitive towards are like the drag race girls just because there is so much because we do critique like the runways on drag race Mm -hmm. and like just you know Shay obviously going through that process and like knowing a lot of these girls that have been on the show like I definitely have a softer place in my heart for them where I'm like you know you're coming from the club you're coming from like no money you know you're coming with a really really tight budget so it's like yeah what you fantasize about what your look for this themed runway may not be what you present so I definitely mm-hmm. say sorry girl a lot and um, <laughs> you know I do it from a place of love like I not like you know this is this is all to help you <laughs> yes well speaking of drag race current or past like you know what who do who stands out as some of like the best dressed queens to the two of you Shea I, was, <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, Shea Coulee, of course. Yes. Um, uh, definitely love um, Aquaria. Mm-hmm. Uh, kimchi. Hell yeah. Um, uh, who else has really served it and turned it on those one? Uh, Violet Chachki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really... Uh, I've really been loving um, Malaysia Baby Doll this season. Her mm-hmm. looks have been like really serving it and like feeding that pageant queen uh, that I love so much. So that has been feeding me. And also, I feel like her being a plus size girl and also being like super like sexy and delivering like really beautiful silhouettes has been fun for me to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Who else are some? Oh my God, Raja! Like the oh the OG. Raja! Like, why did yeah, it the, take me so the long? The first fashion there? girl. I yes. know that is so silly of me. I would like to formally apologize to Raja. <laughs> so I long also, I to also bring love- up the icon. <laughs> yes i also love me some miss fame uh detox yes. um who else god there's literally so many girls simone. that I... oh simone, simone. hell mm-hmm. yeah simone i mean Gigi, good taste like, 
Yeah, taste, yes. Oh my Ooh. gosh. And Bimini. We're just like now just starting to like go through it. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, no, okay, now UK. Yeah. Probably was like, <laughs> oh, like five people. We've like listed like 15. Oh, <laughs> well, just, LOL. Well, well, what about the opposite? What queens do you think or queen would you like to get your hands on and just say, sorry, girl, as you say, and let's let's do a little rebrand here. Ooh, Tina Burner. I would love to turn it and burn it. Turn to actually like turn it and burn it for this burner, because baby, like uh, those looks. Um, and I hope she, enough time has passed. Yeah, but those looks, Mama, were they were not giving fashion. They were not. They were taking. They were robbing us of glamour. <laughs> um, on this season, on this current season, um, someone who I think has a lot of cool ideas. It's really about like budget and execution. Is uh, Selena Estides? I think she has a lot of really cool ideas, and she clearly mm-hmm. has like a fun, campy mind. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think she like with some time and money, she could really like turn some some like really fun looks out because I really love her point of view her like uh LA chola you know style and I I really think she could you know need she's due for a little makeover yeah a little makeover (laughs) well what about Shay you know listen you came in fourth two times you won all stars I mean do you have Uh, I got eliminated after Trinity so technically I came in third Period. <laughs> I I I stand corrected. I stand corrected. <laughs> Trinity got knocked out of the competition first, so I was one of the last three bitches there on season A. Hell yeah! <laughs> top three, top three is better than top four, right? Yeah, her and yeah. I always joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I stand corrected. I mean, do you have like a high and a low just from your, you know, your many times on Drag Race throughout the years? I mean, besides winning, of course. Yeah, I would honestly have to say that, you know, there are, what, how many girls, three of us that can, well, no, there, uh, there's a very select handful of girls who have gone on a drag race and done it three times, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of those things where I have, like, appreciated watching myself grow through these processes um, and also just kind of like watch the show in and of itself evolve. Like when we were there for season nine, it was actually the top four, myself, Peppermint, Trinity and Sasha. And um, we were there when Rue found out that they won the, their first Emmy for the show. Aww. And to now, <laughs> to now have gone into the process for the third time and RuPaul had at that point become the most awarded uh, Emmy Award, uh, most awarded uh, reality television show host in that category. I just, you know, it's just been really great to be there, you know, when RuPaul won their first Emmy and then to come back years later and have RuPaul have surpassed and become the most Emmy Award winning reality television show host was just incredible because yeah. um, it has just become such an amazing cultural cornerstone for the queer community. And I'm just really glad that I've been able to be a part of this legacy in such a meaningful way. I agree with all that. Like, I think the fact that, you know, Drag Race is winning Emmys is, like, beyond incredible. Like, what do you say to, like, because there is that other school of thought that says, you know, now Drag Race panders to the fans and the numbers and it's gone mainstream, whatever that means. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not like the little show that could anymore. And people, a lot of people get upset about that. Yeah. uh, Well, it's just like drag race, just like drag culture has changed. Like they're, they're directly Mm -hmm. influencing each other, the reactions Mm -hmm. and, and the way that, you know, up and coming drag queens who aspire to be on the show are shifting themselves to meet the culture that the show has created as, you know, it's, it's kind of created this interesting vacuum but as it continues to expand into like pop culture 
it's like we're having to try and adjust to pop culture standards, which aren't necessarily aligned with the underground culture that drag really represents. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword in that kind of way, but I feel like representation is really important. We need positive examples of queer people being successful on TV. And I feel like that show is an amazing platform for that. Mm-hmm. And just like the international platform also, like I remember going to Philippines when I was like 16 years old and it was like not gay friendly. No one was like out of the closet. Like it was just very, you know, conservative. It's a very Catholic country. And, you know, now there's Drag Race Philippines and there's like abundance of like gay clubs and like just people living out loud and like living their truth and getting their whole lives. I'm like, yes, this is what we need. It's so cool. Like I feel like the fandom does come like oh another drag race franchise and i'm like you have no idea what this does as like a cultural shift for like these countries so Mm -hmm. that's amazing that is like the big takeaway from it i think totally do you guys have any favorites from this current season anyone you think is gonna really kind of go far maybe take take the winning circle the winner circle um, i've Truly been enjoying um, Sasha and Mitra, um, Lux and Mistress Isabel. Yes. Ooh, I love Mistress. What do you call it? Fantasy football ranking? That's like my (laughs) top situation. Oh my God. I would like to throw Spice in there just for funsies. I think she's, <laughs> I think she's just challenge. You know, she's, this is very challenging for her, especially without mm-hmm. her sister there. But like, I, I, I love her take on drag and she's so mm-hmm. young and mm-hmm. she just ha- is so polished and has such great ideas. I don't think she's going to win, but she's going to be legendary to watch on all stars. So yeah. Yes. Throw her in the mix. <laughs> I know Sugar and Spice from my New York days, like back in the uh-huh. day, like before they even started the tick. So uh, yeah, I have a soft spot for Spice. Just <laughs> I've, yes. I've seen them come so far in like in their journey. And they have the branding down. I mean, so many queens, Mm -hmm. they get on this platform and they have to then think about their brand and how they're going to appeal to the masses. And they already have that going on for them. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just can't wait to see what they do after Drag Race. Where do you guys think Drag Race is now in terms of like, you know, like throughout the years, like RuPaul and Drag Race has been so criticized for like diversity and inclusion and like, you know, now we've had all, you know, like, where do you think they are now? Like, have they come far? What, anything they should be doing differently? Yeah, I think they've come so far in terms of inclusion of all different representations of drag. And I feel like, you know, they are out here telling these stories and there's going to be so many more stories that will be told. And they, it, it is apparent that they listen to the criticisms from the fandom and, you know, have opened up those workroom doors to, you know, anybody who feels like they want to come and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think they've come a really long way. What about like, am I the only one that would be excited about a Drag King spinoff? Is that jumping the shark or should we have a whole nother Drag King show that just RuPaul can run it and the Empire can grow? Or is that jumping the shark? I feel like we could just like bring Drag kings into the fold of like the regular program and see the way that they interpret the same runways and like themes like and also we need to we need a bearded drag queen up in here would love to see that um just throwing that out there (laughs) but yeah no I, i i feel like you know throw a drag king in there uh oh well then May the best was... drag queen win would be. May they would the have best... to do some rewrites. They would have to yeah, do some rewrites. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they did bring in, like, I'm thinking about, like, over the seas franchises. They did have, like, Danny Beard, who did have a beard. They did mm-hmm. have Victoria Scon, uh, a mm-hmm. biological woman. Um, 
and I live for them. I mean, and Victoria Scott actually did a runway as Fabio in drag, mm-hmm. like a drag king runway, and everybody got their life. Like it was so mm-hmm. iconic. And yes. why shouldn't they be able to do any kind of gender bending? Like gender is over. So you yeah. know, just let, just let them perform. Let artists be artists and see how they interpret things. Uh huh. I I would agree with that. What about, do you have any advice, Shay, since you have one and came in third and now I'm standing corrected and fourth? <laughs> like, what what advice would you give to all the baby queens out there that, you know, want to come on Drag Race and go really far? Um, I would say my best advice would be to trust yourself. You know, like, you really have to tune into that like inner voice that really tells you like you know you're just intuition you have to really lean into that know yourself trust yourself and have fun and uh, I feel like that's just like a recipe for success because I feel like what people tune in for and look forward to is seeing people come and open themselves up and display their truth and have fun with the art of drag that's good advice well you know a whole nother part of your podcast it's giving fashion is pop culture you guys delve into pop culture and you stay current like any pop culture stories keeping you up at night these days and what are they you know like are you invested in like the megan fox you know deletes mgk from her from her instagram and then you know okay right because like (laughs) we we saw them at the okay Let's just talk about that. Okay, <laughs> let's. I'm like, we saw them at the Grammys, and I know that like, he was doing a red carpet interview with Laverne Cox, right? Mm-hmm. And like, he seems like a little nervous, but she was like off camera being like really supportive to him. And I guess like now it kind of makes sense a little bit, but I, at the time, I interpreted it as like she really just wanted for him to like have his moment. And, you know, it was just, I wonder if Laverne Cox still has that interview up on her Instagram. Yeah, because I because I didn't watch. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch this now. Oh my god, because she because Laverne then went back and posted, and she was just like, you know, this was like a really interesting, like vulnerable conversation. Conversation, and she genuinely she felt from like what she experienced interviewing him was that you know Megan Fox was being like really sweet and supportive, like on the sidelines, but it just so like she then went and deleted him off Instagram so was she just like trying to distance herself because like you know things were already you know going south I don't know like I immediately started speculating when I saw them because I was just all like oh they seemed so I don't know like tame and cute like they weren't licking the inside of each other's mouths but I felt yeah. like they settled into <laughs> this like you know comfortable couple like rhythm and, and there was something about it that seemed comfortable um but yeah yeah, I mean, I live for the messiness. So, like, if we can get a <laughs> if we can get a front row seat to like your relationship imploding, by all means, I will take that in and be seriously. <laughs> you get all the tea when you style him, Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, once you get this styling job, just let us know. But I mean, I don't know. I was so for them as a couple. I was so for them. I was like, this yeah. makes so yeah. much sense to me. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. If you're leaving Brian Austin Green, it better be for a good reason. It was for mm-hmm. a good reason. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not. What about, you know, all the stuff going on with Britney now? You know, like everyone's saying she's in trouble. I mean, are we worried about Britney Spears? Always. I'm always, always. worried about Britney and like her social media. Does she still have her comments turned off? Like, you know how the fandom will like be like, oh, she's wearing a red shirt. Like, oh, my God, that means help. Or, you know, she has, has all these like, you know, signals or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think the comments, at least the last time I checked her Instagram, they've been turned off. And mm-hmm. it is just bizarre. And I'm always worried about Britney. Like, she she's just she just is someone that is so easily taken advantage of and like you know she hasn't been able to make her own decisions for how long so like maybe she can't even make the right decisions for herself and maybe she can't tell good people apart from people with bad intentions you know so yeah I'm always worried about her yeah I know what has been done to Brittany has just been 
terrible. And I, yeah. I always am just like wanting the best and just like uh, sending her out good vibes all the time that, you know, wherever she is and whatever is going on, that hopefully she's being surrounded by at least someone who is fully looking out for her and her best interests. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Do you guys, you know, through your line of work, like you've styled so many people, Tiger Lily, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many drag race fans out there. Shay, like, have you, do you guys get starstruck? Like, have you ever met someone where you've been starstruck? I mean, we have our good friend, Bob, the drag queen heading out with my queen, Madonna. Like, I mean, <laughs> uh-huh. you guys, like you guys meet, every, you know, it's like, have you ever met someone where you're just like, wow, or are you past that at this point in the business? And no, no, no shade either way. Cause I mean, you know. Yeah, I definitely, the only time that I've really gotten starstruck was meeting Naomi Campbell. And I'm glad that it was documented (laughs) (laughs) because like, like every other like celebrity that I've ever encountered or come across from, I've been able to be like, you know, fellow human being, fellow person, no reason to like, you know, get to beside myself but she without a doubt just i mean she is i'm she's everything and she's not human she is a goddess and Mm -hmm. i it was my first time meeting a true goddess like that in person (laughs) so i was taken aback for sure oh my god i'm gonna throw it back to like early drag race days i think it was probably like season four and i had been telling shay like you got to watch drag race you got to get into it because i was obsessed with raja and she came to chicago and she was in the same restaurant as us i was with shay we were eating dinner and raja comes in and i totally fangirled on her and i like didn't have words and like raja came over she like gave me like a kiss on the cheek and i was like oh, you know and i was like i've never watched this cheek again and then and then raja walks away and she's like oh i'm so hungry and i literally was like do you want some calamari <laughs> and i was like yelling at her to like come eat my calamari and she was like oh my god no sit down like Tosh, come on like <laughs> so yeah that was like was high key embarrassing Yes, I think that was like my twenty fifth birthday dinner. Yeah, when that happened. So. Yeah, mm, that but, was a and, and then when I met RuPaul at DragCon that one year, because we were like, I was looking hella busty and crusty. Like it was not a cute day for me. And then of course <laughs> RuPaul comes around, and Shay's like, Tosh, I want to introduce you to RuPaul. And I was like, Oh, of course, right now, like just looking <laughs> like hell. And yeah, she was like, don't fangirl on her. And I was like, okay. So I was like so serious and just like <laughs> kept my distance. Yeah, that was, I was trying to hold good it. Good old there, but mother. Yeah. yeah so Raja mother. RuPaul and Naomi Campbell. Those are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, yeah, the, the Holy Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. Are you guys like so many people love drag race? Like, you know, we talked about the Kardashians. Do you guys have guilty pleasures? Like, do you watch reality TV? Are you into real housewives? Like, anything oh, like that? Hell yeah. yeah. Housewives <laughs> down boots with the fur. Mm. Like, love. Housewives. Oh, yeah. I've always loved trashy reality television. Can't get enough of it from the actually- flavor love days and beyond. I've always been hooked. <laughs> I actually think Jen Shaw is going to prison today. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She is. I think she's already there right now, or she was about to be. <laughs> So yeah. that's, that's, you know, there you go. And for the next six and a half years, you'll be there. And, you know, mm-hmm. I say yeah. she got off easy, but that's just me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she, she did. did. And I honestly don't think she's going to serve six and a half years. I think she's probably going to serve like three you know, mm-hmm. like when it's all said and done, maybe three and a half. I don't know. I recently I sat down with one of her victims who like was totally <gasps> scammed, and it was just like you know this woman was like the most humble, sweet person. I was like, I can't like, I'm like a cold New Yorker. Like it takes a lot to like pull at my heartstrings, yeah. and I was mm-hmm. like, this is just like I I have feelings here. Like Terrible. I am yeah. I am alive. I truly have feelings because it was just one of those interviews i was like wow i mean not to throw her under the bus again actually i'm not even throwing her under the bus the thing that really did it for me for jen is the fact that she had her own mother 
give up her retirement fund for her legal defense, knowing good and well that she was guilty. The fact that she even scammed her own mother to me mm. showed me exactly the type of person that Jin Shaw is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and on on Salt Lake City, she even they even said like she asked her friends for more money. You yes. know, like so it's like she has no there's shame. no yeah no shame. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like knowing how reality TV works, and then I know a lot of these people in real life, you're like, okay, you find the good in everyone, or you meet someone, and you're like, I don't care what happened on TV with Jen. Yeah. I'm like, there's just, there is something about her that I'm just like, I just have strong feelings, and that never happens. I'm just like, yeah. I'm and not it's just feeling the dis- the, it's the display of like the flaunting the wealth, too. Like, I remember she hadn't pled guilty yet but she she had this like photo shoot with this diamond company and she was like literally posting out do you did you guys watch those stories yeah she was like yeah. in furs and diamonds, diamonds 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 and i was like what the hell like if i was her lawyer i'd be like yo take this down like stop like you're not doing yourself any favors like yeah. it's just painting you in such a bad light like you don't care like yeah it was just not a good look i was like girl have some te- tact have some class <laughs> like yeah it was just not cute <laughs> what about lisa renna not being on beverly hills anymore are you guys okay with this are you happy are oh, you sad i'm gonna I miss her that- <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, Lisa, it just, like, got to a point with the fans where, you know, like, it was just important for, like, Lisa to take a break, you know, mm-hmm. like, some girls, did. and she even said it at the reunion, she was just all like, you know, put me on a break, probably just had, like, a lot going on. So I am interested to see how the dynamic will operate without her, Um, mm-hmm. but we all know she'll be back. Yeah. And she was like such a necessary pot stirrer. Like I feel like produce she's the one on the cast that producers could be like, Hey Lisa, can you make this happen? And she'd be like, I got you, you know, and she'd Mm -hmm. like, you know, stir the pot. But also down to play ball, you know. Yes, yes. And also like Lisa was dealing and she probably still hasn't dealt with losing her mom. And like, Mm -hmm. I've lost my mom. The amount of grief is insane. So Mm -hmm. like factoring that in, because I do have a heart and I'm like, she did a lot of stuff that maybe was a little out of character, you know, and like her processing, but you like, I, I have some sympathy in that aspect for her. So I don't hate her like the fandom does. I'm definitely going to miss her. (laughs) So, yeah. I agree. I'm going to miss her. I don't think people realized what she actually did for that show. What about before we move on from Housewives? What about like Melissa and Teresa? New Jersey is back. Are you over this? This Melissa versus Teresa? Or are you just like, let's have it. Let's just keep talking about it. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm a little over it, but I'm always here for Teresa being mad at somebody and holding a grudge because she's super petty <laughs> and like <laughs> they're just so Italian with it about the disrespect. And I'm like, yeah. I'm so here for it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, me too. And I agree, Tosh. It's like, yes, this has been going on for forever. And I guess that just will forever be their storyline, you know, mm-hmm. their inability to find harmony with each other as family. But, you know, uh, would we really be entertained if they were getting along? Right. It's mm-hmm. like after like this long with both Teresa and Melissa, I feel like if they were to like join forces, like, you know, make amends and then kind of become allies, I feel like honestly, as a viewer, it would feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, and just boring. <laughs> We'd yeah. be like, this is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not. Well, listen, on the It's Giving Fashion podcast, let's bring it back to fashion. Who are the best and worst dressed housewives, according to you two? Like, who are your favorites and who needs some some help? I mean. Worst dressed, uh, Teddy Mellencamp, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, they read her all the time for it. Like, she's just very regular. You know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with her fashions, but it's just very boring and regular. Um um, I would say worst fashion for me would probably, ooh, gosh, it's like a toss up and it's for two different reasons. Um, mine would be, um, between Giselle Bryant and, mm. um, Crystal from Beverly Hills, because I also oh. feel like 
her style is hers is like very boring and like Giselle's is like tacky you know so it's like for very different reasons um and then for best dress like my tie would be between um Candace from Potomac and Dorit Mm. from Beverly Hills Work. I was gonna say Dorit, um, but Candace, yes, Candace has been serving some looks on Potomac, especially like this season. And her <laughs> reads, I feel like her reads alone can just elevate her and her look, you know, because she yeah. looks she looks so it sucks when you're getting bred by someone who looks stunning. You yeah, know, you're like, God <laughs> damn it, I can't even say anything. Candace is literally drop dead gorgeous. I would agree yes. with that. And yes. Dorit's style for me is like very. I I I'm all about it. You know, yeah. maybe a and- Sutton would. Like, she's not like Sutton's not really my style, but it is such high fashion. And there's risks that I also put Sutton in like my best dress, even though yeah. I wouldn't necessarily wear the everything she wears. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and I, I think she's I- a great fits a personal style for sure. Yeah, and I guess I'd throw Erica in there also just because she does take risks and she always serves a look. I feel like when Erica got on Housewives, that was really when the rest of the Housewives were like, oh, like we can serve looks. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, cool. And they really started like amping their game up. And sometimes she does have misses, like some of her confessional looks and, you know, and she obviously had a really hard um, last couple of years, um, but like she did, she does have some really iconic um, fashion choices that she's um, shown have, us throughout have, the years. Have, have you guys seen that tea about the LA Times article with um, everything that happened with Marco Marco? Yes. Oh, yes. Girl. Yeah. Now that, gosh, the way that these, these, these things keep getting revealed about this whole process is it, it, it like it is so crazy mm-hmm. i've what defended erica at times and when i read that because i was just like does she really and then when i read that i was like no this is really like not a helpful set of facts for her case that she's innocent yeah how much no. was it like seven hundred thousand or something yeah crazy? and then yeah and then tom got it refunded to their Amex because like they said that that was what um, Marco Marco overcharged. But they, but when they went back through their bank statements of like all the like records and everything that they had like kept, because they had been instructed to just charge things to the car and not give invoices, you know, but they Mm -hmm. still kind of kept these records. And like, there was like a discrepancy maybe of like $60,000, but not $700,000. And because like Tom was who he was and he had links to like a friend in the secret service. Uh, mm. They were like basically able to get Amex to like give him that money back without launching a formal <laughs> investigation of their own, which Amex always does. So then they were out of the tune of $700,000 for like these charges that they alleged that Marco Marco had made. But then they like Marco Marco was indicted that uh, was indicted on like Eesh. charges for like fraud and all this stuff and got raided out in front of like World of Wonder headquarters because they're right across the street and they're like yeah. next to you and all this like shit went down with and and it's just been like i was reading uh excerpts from it yesterday and it just sounded all so horrible and it's just like can you imagine being a you know independent designer like this who does costumes and one of mm-hmm. your best clients for years all of a sudden just like completely like turns on you and yeah. like you know completely flips your world upside down it's just insane Okay, I'd like to change my answer on behalf of Marco Marco and small designers everywhere. Erica, you are off the best dress list. Off the best dress list. You could put you could put like Heather Dubrow on there. I love a like and that's her I love a rich bitch label on label on label. Yeah. Like if you want to wear 12 different Louis Vuittons or Gucci's where all G's or LVs, I am so here for it. Oh, Oh, I would throw Lisa Barlow as an honorable mention. Her style this season has really been amped I up. do like Lisa Barlow's yeah. style, too. And I just love Lisa Barlow. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> we love her. And the other thing about that Erica story, too, before we wrap up, is, like, t- Tom had this Secret Service person because it's, like, 
the guy hired him to sue for some like faulty car or whatever. And the, the guy, Volkswagen. yeah. And it was all, the judge was like told Tom he was being shady or whatever. And the guy ultimately got thrown out of court, but then Tom gave him $7,500 and is like, listen, here's the money you would have made. I'm just going to pay you. I mean, so you're like, you're basically giving him this money yeah. even though he lost so that you could have a secret service guy at your disposal in the future. Like it's almost like mm-hmm. a date that that was the fact that I'm like, Man, like yeah. you just did, you crossed every T and dotted every I, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, who who would have thought? Anything else you guys want to cover? Shay, I know you're going out on with Betty Who. You're going to play some shows. Tiger Lily's told me she was going to be in New York to see these shows. Like, let's give yes. a shout out to that. We love Betty Who. We do. We do. Yeah, I'm so excited um to be opening up for Betty Who on the big tour. My first show is in Phoenix uh on the 28th. So um we're just like getting ready for that. And then um we'll be on tour with her until April 1st. Our last show is in Los Angeles. So I'm just really excited to get out there. My uh debut album comes out next week. So we're going to be performing all of that on the big tour. So I'm just like wrapping all of this up and just getting ready to get out on the road and have some fun and entertain people. I love it. Anything you want to conclude with Tiger Lily? I like to give people a chance at the end to say whatever they would like. Thank you guys for answering all my questions. Of course. I mean, just tune into It's Giving Fashion every Thursday, wherever you stream your podcasts. You can listen to Shay and I kiki about silly things and fashion. (laughs) (laughs) It is great. I cannot get enough of it. Pop culture, fashion, award shows, street style, everything. So it's a great podcast. Everyone needs to listen. Everyone who's listening to this should be listening to that because it's it's yeah. so good. And you guys can come <laughs> back anytime you want. We'll do a check-in, like, you know, anytime yes. you guys want. You guys yeah. are amazing. Thank have, you. Have fun on tour. Congratulations on everything. And we will keep in touch. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you so much. Talk Thanks to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.